Hey there. Welcome to another episode of Agency Growth Machine. I've got a special guest today here, Mr. Scott Knoll. You know that as a general rule, most of my little things are monologue where I get kind of on a topic, just want to share it with you. And so in a sense, I want to do the same thing today, but with a partner. And there's a reason behind that as because um, Scott is a great sales guy. Scott's a guy that uh, has built a huge book of business, mostly by BOR or maybe all by BOR. And then somewhere along the way, uh, Scott built his own software tool called Magic, which um, really is a direct competitor of another deal out there that everybody knows about. But as he and I come together, both because we're both kind of we're, you know both insure tech and that we're we're creating tools that are technology driven to help insurance people, we're both sales guys, and we both see this big need in the area of helping agencies bring on new producers with a very clear, concise focus, that being workers' comp, and teach them to be masters at it fast. Uh, so then go in and agency owners get their return on investment. It's just good, 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 good. So anyway, with that said, I got my buddy Scott on the phone, on the Zoom, on the video, and you got your great little microphone there. And dude, you're rocking. What's up, man? What's going on, Randy? Good to see you again. Good to talk to you. It's been a little while, and uh, you know, it's uh, we're, we're just trucking along. I mean, I think it's been a, it's been an exciting uh, couple of years here, and uh, uh, it's great to kind of get back in touch with each other again and and uh, shoot the you know what and uh, talk about uh, you know this little dream that we've got. And uh, so I'm excited to talk about it, kind of you know lay it out there for people and see what we're uh, see what direction we're going. Well, why don't you just paint your vision for a moment? Why? Hey, let's start with the let's start with what the need is. Um, how many agency owners do you talk to that that are are voicing the need to find, hire, and develop new producers? You know, I'd say that pretty much a hundred percent of every single agency wants to have some way of teaching their agents, bringing in green blood, so to say, you know, the the, the new fish in the pond. Uh, and quickly and easily bringing them up to speed and get them out there selling. You know, the profits for the brokerage are not necessarily on the renewal book. It's all on the growth. You know, just like it is with us, it's the same thing. It's about growth. So, you know, there's a huge need because there's really nobody out there doing what we're talking about doing. You know, I built a software around the concept of giving this tool to help create a wedge that would drive the new business you wrote the book on the wedge, have been a trainer, a leader, uh, teaching these brokers how to go down that path. And I think, you know, when we got together and kind of put in this whole vision thought process, I remember you and I sitting in a hotel room with a big black marker writing on the walls and, you know, have a great time doing that. And, uh, uh, you know, there's just, there's a huge need for it, Randy. I mean, and, and we recognize that, you know, and, and so it's a question of, you know, what can we do to really drive that nail? Yep. And, you know, almost, almost all my marketing is attracting agency owners who they're, I mean, many of them have one, two, three producers and um, the writing's on the wall because, because uh, like I, I talked to a guy today, interestingly enough, his producers had four producers. Uh, one was 62, uh, two were 57 and one was 
52. So 62, 257, and 152. Well, look, all you got to do is sit there and go five years from now, that's going to be a 67, 263s, and it's just <laughs> damn old. So agencies seem like they're in one or two buckets. Either they've got these bunch of really old guys, mm-hmm. or they got these greenhorns that aren't making it. Yep. And, and they, they, you know, I mean, for, for their own survival, they got to, they got to figure out how to wire this up in a way, just like if you were a man, if you could be a golfer, there are skills associated with playing golf. If you're going to be an agency owner, there's are skills associated with finding, hiring, and developing producers. And the reality is most of them have really high handicaps. And so oh, they yeah. need help. Self-admittedly, they need help. And there's no, I don't know of any kind of end-to-end solution. And that's why this is kind of exciting for me. Yeah, totally. You know, and, and here's, I think one of the biggest keys with this whole situation is the agency owners, what they do is they reach out, they reach out to the marketplace, they look for the tools and they'll buy something, they'll buy a Mojic subscription and they'll be under the assumption that, hey, I got the subscription and boom, it's going to transition my whole brokerage overnight. You know, reality is, is you can have every tool in your tool belt, but if you pull it out and you don't know that that tool belt or that drill needs a battery, right? You're not going to be able to turn it on. It's not going to be able to run, you know, and, and that's really the key. It's, it's all in the training. You, you know, it's about having those tools, but then training everybody on how to properly use them. Now there's softwares out there that train the CSRs, you know, on, on how to bring them in and get going and so forth, so on. But there's nothing out there from the perspective of, you know, aside from going to, you know, one of your conventions and, and listening to you speak and help you teach them along the path, which you get a ton of value from, but there's nothing that really is just 100% driven around, okay, these are the tools you need to really build out your basis. And these are the things and the steps you need to take based on the amount of experience the individual has, I think, which is important, you know, because you're going to have different levels. You have your, your new green person who you're bringing in right out of college. You got somebody who's been in the business for a while, maybe just struggling. And then you've got the people who've been around for a long time. And then you got your superstars who don't want to listen to any of it because they've got their own process, right? So you have all these different mentalities and, and, you know, the really good, smart producers, they're always looking for that edge, right? They're realizing that I want to be the best and I know what I need to do to do that. And I'm going to look for those things to do it. And that's why they come out and they buy some of our products is they'll see it and say, hey, this is what's going to really set me apart and make me that producer that everybody wants to do business with. So very exciting. I think, you know, this whole concept that we talked about and kind of threw out on the dartboard, uh, you know, coming to some sort of fruition, I think, in the future, hopefully nearest future, uh, is really going to be spectacular. Yeah. Um, the, the biggest insurance cost for buyers of insurance, the, the number one biggest cost is workers' comp, isn't it? <clears throat> I would say that as far as from a policy perspective, usually the workers' compensation policy is equal to 50% of the total premium on the package side. So if you're paying the auto, the GL, so forth, so on, you know, usually, and that's $100,000, you have $100,000 in comp. Now, the interesting thing, though, is on the comp side, that number can be dramatically different. It could be two to three times that, depending on the experience of that particular account, right? So the opportunity from an agent's perspective to utilize workers' compensation as your initial wedge moving in and, and how, do you, how do you really focus on that and take that to the next level is really key. Plus, it's 
one of the only things that you can actually have some sort of effect on, meaning that you can really work with the mod, you can work with the premium based on what you can do. You can, you can touch an account and fix it, which is, which is great. And when you do it, man, is that powerful. So how long do you think it would take? Let's, let's just play a, a hypothetical scenario, okay? We just got a guy that, that graduated from, you know, I'm here in Raleigh-Durham, you know, graduated from University of North Carolina with a degree in business. Done no squad about insurance, seems to have a decent, decent personality. We've been able to vet that. We find out that, that you know, we, we think he's got that sales sort of personality and mindset. Mm -hmm. So now, from day one until uh, a really high level of competency, how long do you think it'd take in this area of workers' comp? To a high level of competency? Yeah, let's you go know. high level. If we would play however you want to, we'll go, go uh, yeah. a moderate level of competency, so then go out and start making money, then a high level of competency, so they just crush it. I mean, I, I would tell you on average, I would expect that a new producer – to truly start, just because of the process, it takes you three months, truly, to get a prospect and transition them usually into a client as a new producer, right? So you've got three months right there. Then you have at least three months of really teaching them about insurance, about the product, about the process, and so forth, so on, and getting them to that point of competency to where they can actually sell workers' compensation, or package policy. So I think that becomes that frustration point for a lot of producers is like, how is this, how am I, I can't sit around for six months and not make money, right? How am I, how am I gonna do that? And then you have brokers who are, I can't necessarily invest in a new producer for six months. I don't have the financial you know, willingness to do that, to get them to that point. I'd rather have somebody who's already been through that process and churn them through. So having somebody that you could transition quickly and focusing more on the BOR and these conversations that can easily take place with a new account and take that three months, take that six months down to one or two months is completely reasonable, you know, to get them in their first sales position. And, you know, that's where, you know, as you, as you just mentioned in the beginning of our conversation about the age of a lot of these brokers, right? You have a lot of brokers who are, you know, more leaning on their renewal book of business, not focusing on new sales anymore. They're not really touching their clients anymore. Those right. are all opportunities, huge opportunities. Any new producer who comes in, yes, they may be their golfing buddy. They may be their brother, their best friend, but there's ways to break those relationships um, and do it in a very unique way. Um, and, and I think that that's key, having the mentality and understanding that, do you want to be a sales person, right? Because there's, there's salespeople out there, or do you want to be an advisor and having the right mentality of the two put together that take you to that point of expertise that your clients are looking for? And I always say something that I learned from uh, one of my very first uh, uh, insurance bosses, John Cal, a great guy. I love John Cal. Still talk to him to today. And he used to always tell me, he says, Scott, you got to get in their shoes. You got to get in their shoes. I was like, what the heck are you talking about? I don't even like the guy's shoes. What do you, I don't get yeah. it. And, and one day it kind of clicked with me. It's like, oh, you want me to pretend like I'm them. Like I'm sitting across the desk from them and understand what they're thinking as I'm talking to them. And that helped me tremendously to really drive in before every single appointment I went in and I sat down and I started having a conversation with somebody, I could start to realize what type of person they were. 
Now, I'm not somebody who's, who's good on, you know, uh, evaluating, are you pragmatic or, or whatever you are. To me, those are just a bunch of words, right? Right. I just knew mentally this person likes a deep analysis. This person does not want to, you know, they don't want to shoot the shit. They just want to go through and just boom in and out and that's it. So getting that mentality and working around it, but still maintaining your personal self in a, within a form of honesty and integrity really is, is a great driving force to be able to get down that road and really speed this up. All right. So John Cal, is that his name? John Cal. All right. Cal. <laughs> so we're going to take his advice. Um, and you're going to get in my shoes and I'm an agency owner. Right now, I've got a million and a half dollar revenue agency. It's me. I've been doing it however long I've been doing it. I got a couple of producers, maybe once a $200,000 producer, once a $400,000 producer. I want to hire another guy or gal and get this thing going. Mm -hmm. I really, I, I, I want to make it happen, right? So get in my shoes because, because number one, uh, if we're just going to go down this path, I don't know really where to find good talent. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. Number two, I start to find talent. Be honest. Like you're talking about, is this guy pragmatic? Does he want to go into detail? I, I don't know how to determine what their personality is and whether or not they've got the drive and the juice to build it, to be persistent. And I call it gritty, gritty enough to deal with enough pain to stay in the game, to go make it happen. So that's number two. Number three, then I got to onboard and train this guy. And mm -hmm. look, you know, the insurance carriers have schools. You know, I can send this guy off for 40 or 68 hours of CLCS, commercial lines, some sort of classification. But I know that all it's going to do is confuse them. Um, I don't know where to tell them to go get a database. And, and as much as I want to hire somebody, man, it's a lot of work. So how do you see getting in my shoes, kind of think it through like if you were me, an agency owner, how do you start to think through that stuff, reconcile that stuff and plan it out? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, first off, you have to re you know, realize that in that situation, remember those uh, agency owners are also producing. Right. So, so the first question is, is do you have the time to pull away from your own personal production to really commit to this producer? Because I think- oh. you no, so you do, that's, that's the you're, biggest thing. Hey, you're already walking in my shoes. You already know the answer. You don't have to ask. Exactly. exactly. Right? The answer is no, you don't have the time to do it. So no. time is the number one, you know, effectiveness here. So that's why our conversation here is so important because, well, if I could find somebody to, you know, take the time and turn this producer into that super producer, there's a huge value there, right? For that individual. Let me hold your hand. I have the process to do that. So to be able to go somewhere, get that process, implement it, get it moving forward is a, is, is a real need that we have. So in the shoes, that's what I'm thinking. I need to find something that's going to do that. Secondly, while I'm thinking about hiring somebody new, I have to think about a couple different things, right? Again, going back to what we talked about before, do I want a brand new, new producer, somebody who I'm pulling out of a college somewhere who's been trained? Uh, do I want somebody who was a photocopy salesman, right? Sold photocopy machines, but knows how to sell, right? They know how to sell and they know how to, to go through that process. I need somebody who at least has some sort of track record of sales. 
it, it, and it could be green as well, but no college education necessarily, you know, because uh, in my opinion, college education is, you know, it's not necessary to be successful in this business. No. Um, so, or do I just want to go buy another agency? Somebody who has already proven themselves, but then they have all this money. Are they really going to keep producing so forth, so on because I bought them out? So those are all kind of the contemplations that you have out there um, as far as trying to find the right person, right? I don't know. What are your thoughts, Randy? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, like I said, I can get in industry, out industry. Uh, I can get new. I can get some sort of, um, you know, retread. I mean, there's a lot of things. I, I, I personally am a fan of getting people out of industry, whether they're new or, or proven salesperson, Mm-hmm. and teach them our way and not have to reteach them from what they learned in terms of price coverage. You know, we call it copy, quote, and pray, right? Yep. So I'd really go to get that, vet that person out and then put them into my onboarding process and mold them. You know, it's like, I, I love one of the, Saban is, I listen to Nick Saban. Saban, kind of Saban's philosophy is, our goal is not to win a championship, our goal is to develop people into champions and then they win championships. So as a coaching staff, we want to find talent and turn them into champion thinking people, champion habits, champion mindset, champion work ethic. And if we can get that, then this team coalesces together and there's a good chance we're going to get some big outcome, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, and then one of his other quotes is, he goes, we've had success here in Alabama because, um, because we put in a system that makes it uncomfortable uh, for, not, for people not to stay on this path. And, we, and he goes, we feel it's up to us to uh, inspire them and keep them on this path to be able to get the outcome. So with that said, it doesn't matter in industry, out industry. It doesn't matter um, uh, college grad, non-college grad. If we can find talent, yes. ambitious, driven talent with some resilience about them and put them into a system and then with your system, with your part of it. Um, and look, there, there, are, uh, there are other tools out there. Um, there, are, there, are, there are workers' comp sort of schools out there. But, but what you and I are talking about is bringing that together and compressing it. It's like, it's like taking all this stuff in a, a can and can it up like a can of Spam. I mean, just compress it in there yep. and then heat it up and watch it explode. Oh, and totally. So, well, so here's the question I got for you. Yeah. If I, were, um, if I were a newbie and didn't know squat about workers' comp, how many hours a day for how many days would I have to study to get, we're just going to call it competent level good? What would you say? <clears throat> In my opinion, I could teach somebody to be competent level good with workers' compensation in a week. Easily. Okay. A workers, week. Compens- workers' compensation is not, it's not a difficult um, uh, uh, coverage to understand. It's very simple. It's very straightforward. Now, if you want me to teach you workers' compensation, ABCs, how every single state runs, so forth, so on, that'll take me a year. I'm not going to do that. Because that's not what an agent needs to succeed. They need to understand what drives workers' compensation, what drives the cost, 
uh, what drives premiums, what drives claims, how that affects the premiums, how the basic mechanics of workers' compensation works. And truly, that can be done in a very short period of time. Um, so it's, it's not complicated from an initial understanding of this is workers' compensation and this is how it works. Now, depending on the retention of every single individual is different. Some will take longer to really grasp the concept, but it's kind of like a light bulb switch. It goes off and says, oh, I get it. I, I see this. I can see this. And so once you understand it, then it's the job of transitioning and how this information is important and how you can use it in a sales process, which is a whole different training that needs to take place. Because that is, it's one thing to understand the workers' compensation piece, but you have to understand the other parts and pieces. Now, keep in mind that every good work comp agent also still needs to be competent and understanding of the other coverages. Because reality is, is you're not just selling comp. You can lead in with comp, you can take the business to comp, but every agent knows, every successful agent knows that the real money is not in a single coverage. It's that opens the door, right, to this, all this huge other opportunity. I can get the auto, I can get the GL, I can get the, the health insurance, right. I can get all these other parts and pieces, and now I'm going to double it. But now I have the trust and relationship from the client that's going to give me that opportunity. So proving yourself on one side allows you to take the next level on the other. You just have to be prepared and trained to take yeah. that, but not to yeah. an old yeah. No doubt. But here's what's cool is like every agency has got people that understand those other lines. Yeah. And, and the, you know, the biggest door opener in most cases is going to be the one comp if they can communicate about that effectively. So when I look at it, so now I'm going back to onboarding program. You know, you suppose we spend the whole week teaching those basics of comp. But while we're doing that, you know, if I were designing the school, you know, everything that we teach, we also teach the, how it's a wedge, a wedge question, right? Absolutely. Whereas mm -hmm. most schools, it's like, like, you know, I've talked to, I've talked to a number of carriers and I've said, look, man, I don't know why. And I know why they don't do it because, you know, the wedge is, 10% of the market and being nice is the other 90% of the market, right? Right. I'm saying, say, man, if I were teaching that 80 hour CLCS course, when you're talking about property and auto and boom, 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 every time I teach something, I would also teach the wedge associated with it so that I'm getting both and they don't have to go try to figure that out later. Absolutely. So now we come back and, and what I would do is I would do two days of wedge to understand the concept that there's an incumbent. You got to get ready for that. Here's the core components of it. Now let's go teach workers comp. And within that, we're teaching all the picture perfect, the wedges, as we're teaching the technical stuff. You come out of that, reteach the wedge using all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And with, with what would probably be a 10, a 10 day, I mean, kick in the ass type of course, I mean, those guys that come out, they'd be bleeding and all that sort of stuff. It's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like a special ops school. But man, they, they come out prepared. And then the next thing is, is teach them how to, how to dial a phone. I call it bold statement appointment setting. Mm -hmm. um, teach them how to dial a phone, go build a database of prospects. And then, boom. I mean, they could be ready darn fast. Oh, yeah. And, absolutely. And go make money. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Which, which is a major risk reduction process for any agency owner. 
Oh, totally. You know, reality is, is if you think about how much money am I going to spend over the next six months watching them slowly get to the point of getting that first sale, that's going to cost me 24, 25, whatever, you know, however much yeah. it's going to cost, even more, more, you know, uh, or I get into school and they're up and running in two months and they're producing more faster and we're getting better deals in the door and they've now learned how to do this and they can share it so forth, so on. You know, I, I think that, you know, going that whole process and kind of going backwards just a little bit that you talked about finding the right person, right? Um, driven, I think is the most important word that you utilize. And, and driven for most people, um, most people, uh, it is a financial driver. Most people see the guy driving down the street in the Ferrari say, I want that. I want to look like that. I want to feel like that. You know, um, some are driven by other things. You know, it's, it's up to each individual, but understanding that they have that drive to push them there gives us an easy ability to teach somebody who can understand and, and really grasp some of the concepts that we're talking about. You know, a lot of people, they use the wedge deep into the sales process, right? They're using it all the way in there. And a great point that you just made is, you know, when you get to dialing for dollars, so you to say, you know, what are the wedges that we use there? Because right. I think those are the most important wedges that you can use are when you're first breaking the relationship is in subtle conversations you're having with clients. You are not, you know, there to call them up and say, hey, I heard about your broker and I know how bad they are and you should talk to me. You're never going to get anywhere, right? You know, that's never going to happen. Right. If you simply make the phone call and do something different, like, hey, uh, I was calling you because this is taking place and I'm sure your agent has already called you and told you that. Oh, they haven't? Oh, what did you do, right? There's your first wedge. That's where it starts. So that process and teaching them that it doesn't have to be at the finish line. It doesn't have to be the last second of the renewal. Really, it should take place eight to 10 months before the renewal, because that's when you're planting your seeds with this new opportunity. And every single client is an opportunity. And the opportunity's resulting answer that you want of, yes, I want to do business with you, doesn't have to wait for that 10 months. You can get it beforehand. That's the BOR process, right? right? Right. So we want to get it seven, eight months prior. We don't want to get it at the last minute because guess what? That's when we have our gloves on and now we really have to fight for this business, you know? Um, so really cool concepts here, uh, you know, on uh, you know, schooling, teaching, how quickly it can be done, the processes that can take place and, and uh, be put together. And uh, I, I think it's, it's probably one of the most exciting opportunities from a sales training standpoint that is very unique and different than anything else that's out there. Um, you know, that takes a lot of knowledge from two people who really understand two big parts, you know, uh, I think it's huge. So. Yeah. It's another thing. So I just want to go back and um, another piece on the personality we're talking about drive. Mm -hmm. uh, another, another aspect is intelligence. Yes. I don't know if you have to be the smartest guy in, in the class, but you got to be smart to understand this stuff, to do the calculations, to, to get into it, know it, and all that sort of deal. And, and one of the things, you know, we, we have a personality inventory we use that, that both measures drive and some other characteristics, as well as measures intelligence. How do people mm -hmm. learn? And, and, and we see there's a big correlation between drive, intelligence, and success. There's a correlation between those. So you start getting those nailed down for an agency owner. 
instead of instead of hiring people you like, you hire people that meet the criteria, right? It's almost like it's like almost like analyzing a stock. It's not you you don't buy it because you like the products, you buy it because you've analyzed the financials, you understand it. So the same with the producer, you analyze them, you understand them. You bring them on, you train them. And what's interesting is through that training, that understanding, confidence starts to go up like this. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's this line. And, and you can see it as they get this. And it's, what's also interesting is, you know, in, in our database tool, um, a, lot of our, a lot of our clients put competitors' proposals in there. So I did an analysis on over 100 competitor proposals. Almost all of them, with the exception of two, were the typical boilerplate poop sauce that, that had the cover page about how great we are and we've been around and we're trustworthy and we have good people and we care. And then all the boilerplate stuff that comes from the carrier and then pricing. And so it's an indication that the majority of agents out there are reactive in nature uh, some of them are doing these analysis, but, but, but 80, 85% is not. And when a mm-hmm. producer can go, I've got, I've got a tangible real life competitive advantage that I understand that most of my competitors don't have. And they got drive, they get cranked up mm-hmm. and starting to put those kind of people into a cult will change the culture, change the culture. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Totally agree. I think that, uh, you know, that kind of shows you, that the majority of agencies out there not only don't take advantage of some of the products that are out there to help them, you know, along the way, but also that they're all, they're, they price sell. They're all focused on price selling. That's their lead. They're, you know, Hey, we're, we've been around for 90 years. You know, we know what we're doing. Well, that's nice. Dan, I mean, I know who really cares until you can show me or tell me that you not only understand my business, you know, where my problems are, and you can provide me solutions to those problems. And the end result for me is going to be a financial benefits, right? Because that's going to drive their decision. Now, you're not selling on the financial benefit of their current premium. You're showing them the financial benefit of a long-term savings and how that's going to play out, right? And that's, that's key in the sales process. You know, when you, those are the clients that you want because you're not, all the clients out there are not going to accept that or don't really care. I mean, a lot right. of them, just or, you know, just show me the number. I don't care. I don't care. And unless you're good enough to recognize that and still get this concept over to them to understand that, you know, and I say this all the time, you know, if, if, if I was, you know, the president of the United States or I was, you know, in trouble or whatever, I would have advisors. I would have the best attorney. I would have the best advisors that I would hire who understand this. That's their job, right? So that agent has to walk in the door with the confidence like you said, right? They have to have that confidence that they are not only the best, they can handle any question, they can take on any challenge, and their results are going to be better than who's in there now, who's just there at the renewal time collecting checks, right? So that's, that's really the difference that you're finding, you know, when you're looking at some of those proposals is, is the, the agents who, the two out of the hundred that actually did take, take that extra step, Versus the other 90, 98%. So, you know, it kind of goes to show you that the advantage is truly in those agents who do take that extra step because the majority of them aren't. So what does that mean? Leave opportunity, 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 opportunity. And somebody has got to take advantage of it. Good salespeople. They can. They can. So 
so give us um give us 60 seconds on magic m-o-d-g-i-c what what um what caused you to go to the time energy and effort to create it and and and, and why is it any different than anything else i could get my hands on oh totally so Magic is a creation of this entire conversation, right? It's, it's a creation of an agent who I, I actually was lucky because I, I was already a producer, but I was a direct writer, which meant that I had my own product that nobody else had. So I didn't need, uh, you know, a, a reason to really knock on a door. They just let me in. They said, oh, yeah, we know who you are. Come on in. We want to talk to you. When I left those companies and I went to the real world, it was just like, oh, my God. I am no different than anybody else, which goes to how do I differentiate myself? So the concept- well, let, me, let me just yeah. reinforce a point here. What Scott is telling you is that he worked for a direct writer, which is a brand name for, I'm going to say a decade, doesn't matter how long. Obviously a bona fide insurance guy. He wrote business. He did business. He left a direct writer, became an independent agent where you've got every market on the planet, all this sort of stuff. And instead of it being easier, it became harder because there were too many options and a lot of, of opaque, hard to get your fingers around stuff. So because of that, that's what caused them to go, I need to get find something I can be extraordinary at. And that's where this came about. Am I correct, sir? Absolutely. 100%. Okay. So, yep. so that's, that's really how Magic was created. And the best part about it is it was created from the same needs that all these other agents have, right? It's, it's, it was really it grew from the roots of the needs, the seeds that were planted of these agents out there going like, how do I do this, right? That's the whole concept behind Magic. It's okay, I need something that is gonna fulfill and break this, this objection that I have, this, this hurdle, not objectives, this hurdle that I have that I have to overcome to be able to get in the door first. That was the first thing. But then when I'm in there, I needed something that's also going to help me uh, you know, really prove that there was a reason for me to get in there. So that's really, you know, how Magic got created was behind this whole idea. And that's what makes us very unique and different is everything that's in Magic, the whole process is built around a sales process. It's built around creating a relationship from the start by educating them. And education for me, I think, is, is the most important thing is you have to educate somebody to make a change. You have to be educated. You can't just make a change. You, so a lot of people do just make decisions and they change, right? But if you can make, it, make them make an educated decision, it becomes a more powerful decision. And it also becomes something that they made. It wasn't something forced upon them. A lot of agents will force it upon them with price, with other yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, so, so I just want to reinforce oh, this point too. So it's through education that appreciation begins. When I'm doing a wedge workshop, I'll ask people all the time, said, which is better, the electronic fuel injection on a Ferrari or a Ford? <laughs> and then know it's a setup question and you'll see their eyes kind of going back and forth and go, uh, Ferrari? And I just go, how do you know? And the bottom line is they don't. They, threw, they right. assume through association it must be better on a Ferrari than a Ford, but nobody knows. Right. So what you don't know or understand, you have no way to appreciate in education starts to now creates appreciation and contrast. Compare one to the other and go, holy crap. There you, then you get the aha, and then people want to start to pursue what you can bring to them. 
Well, absolutely. And, and as a consumer, which is the business owner, right, consuming a product from you, they would rather buy somebody who's not only educated in their business, educated in workers' compensation or what they're selling so that they can talk you know, uh, about it at a level of competence, but they're looking for trust. I think trust is a very, very important word here, you know, because the trust is when somebody's going to hand you the keys to the car and say, okay, I'll let you drive it for a while because I trust that you're not going to crash my car, right? So this trust is extremely important in that sale. It's extremely important in the BR process. You know, it is, it is vital. If you cannot get that trust up front and you put off to them that I'm a salesperson, I'm not your advisor, I'm not your employee. That's how I always drove in. When you hire me, I'm your employee. You've hired the confidence in me. You've put me through that education process, the selection process, and you've seen that I'm better and you want me to be your employee. You want me to be your agent. So that is key to get to that trust point through this. So Magic is unique in the sense that not only was it built from the understanding of that, but the resulting reports that come out of our system are at a level that allows a producer to educate their clients without confusing them right? I mean, how many times you get a financial analysis and you look at it and say, I don't understand this word. I don't understand. I don't, I don't get all this, you know, give me the black and white. Is this a green light or is this a red light? I don't want to read and have to understand what does the green light mean? What does the red light mean? That's my agent's responsibility. So that's why people love our system so much in our reports over our competitors because it gives them the keys. It gives them the ability to, conversation, to conversate with their clients and be the educator. They're not just a person delivering a proposal that was drafted up by somebody else. They're giving them some charts and some graphs that they can have an educational conversation about so that they can see that they are truly that trusted advisor. That's what we're yep. looking for. So. It's cool, man. Love it. All right, everybody. We're about to put a bow on this thing. Here's, here's, here's what I... We both request if um, really, I mean, this is our way of just kind of floating this little hot air balloon out to, to see if it's going to keep floating or if somebody's going to shoot it down. So if you think it makes sense to have a bona fide end to end educational, your know, product educational, workers comp educational, sales training, uh, how to get doors open how to get doors closed, get the BOR, um, with a lot of other things kind of wrapped around it, sort of a, a school versus all the other stuff that you see out there. If you think this makes sense and would, could have a big O accelerated impact on turning producers into uh, money makers and you're interested in it, just email me, randy at the wedge.net and, um, uh, and then it opens up the door for Scott and I to continue to convey and converse how this happens. And so look, we, we, we all need feedback and this is your way to get feedback and, and vote, vote for it by saying, yeah, this makes sense to me. And that's about all we need. And if you got any other comments or requests then put it in there, but you know, send that to Randy at the wedge.net and I'll obviously com com communicate with Scott about it and we'll see where this thing goes and how fast it goes. Awesome. Love it, Randy. It's great to talk to you again. You too, brother. Stay well out there. All right. You too. Talk to you soon.